Hey, it's Chell. And Josh. And welcome, welcome to, to the Unstuck, Unstuck Institute. Institute. Stuck in a day job you hate? Not sure how to start and grow your own business? The Unstuck Institute podcast is all about helping you take your next step on the road to working for yourself. Hey, 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 Unstuckers, Chell and Josh coming at you with another fantastic episode of the Unstuck Institute. What's up, Josh? Hey, not much. What's going on, Chell? Oh, you know, just recording a podcast, NBD. Oh, sweet. Me too. Oh, huh. Interesting. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Are we recording the same one? Maybe. I think <gasps> I think we're supposed to be talking about new versus returning customers today or something along those lines. That sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Hey, look, this is only our 136th episode. This is new for us. <laughs> I think this topic is actually really cool because you and I both have had this conversation, but everyone talks about how do we get new customers? But then what about the customers that you already worked so hard to get, right? Like what happens to them? Are they still valuable? Like, can you still use them? I'm not, I don't mean like use them, use them. I mean, like, do they still <laughs> Stop need using you? using people, child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're just starting out, right, the question that just keeps repeating itself in your head is where do I get customers? Where do I get clients? Where do I get new people to know what I, what I do and, and how can I help them? Which is great. When you have zero existing clients, yes, you need new clients. <laughs> but even when you have like two existing clients, the game changes. It's definitely you want more clients, but we can't forget about the clients that we've already served because there's already a level of trust there, right? And we work so hard to build to that level of trust with a new person, new client. And and that's a lot of, depending on you know your sales funnel or whatever you got, like that's a lot of time, energy, and maybe cost yeah. in getting a, a new person who doesn't know you to to trust you enough to buy from you or use your services or whatever. And when you've got a customer who's already been built to that level, it's much easier to get them to buy again or buy something else that you offer or whatever it is, depending on your industry, versus like I said, like getting those new people to get to that level of trust. Definitely. I think there are a variety of different ways to do that too. So like keeping them in the loop, um, I mean, a, a monthly or like weekly newsletter can be beneficial just so that like you're in the front of their mind, mm -hmm. but also like giving them value and making them feel like they are still a valued customer of yours, I think can be really beneficial as well. Um, I've seen people do like customer appreciation days and like you don't have to be like a big like box store to do that. But even on a small scale, maybe not like during COVID times, you don't want to gather people, but like doing something small for your existing customer base, even as small as like, I don't know, I would bake cookies for customers who who gave me repeat business or who recommended other people to me on occasion. So I think mm -hmm. just reminding them that they're awesome is really important and that can be a way to continue to nurture those relationships so that they do come back. Yeah, absolutely. I think so like in my industry with IT, you know, I, I think everyone's been to the big box stores with computers and I've been there too as a customer where man, they try to sell you on everything out the door like a used car lot, right? Like, great. Now that you've decided on the computer you're buying, have you decided on 
um, you know, buying Microsoft Office, you should do that through us. Have you decided on antivirus? You should do that through us. Have you decided on like so many extras? And you're just like, dang, I, I just thought about buying a computer at this sticker price. And now there's all these like other things I need to buy and I need them. So, you know, and that's really overwhelming. And, and I find um, I don't have a lot of luck, uh, I think, with with trying with overwhelming people. <laughs> you know? So what I try to do is get them out the door with the bare essentials of what they need and make them happy and then uh, follow up with them later, you know, so that um, instead of feeling overwhelmed and even if they buy, they feel like, God, I just had to buy so much crap from that guy. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> they, they instead go, Oh, he's reaching out. He's like really following up. And I'm like, are you, how's your new computer doing? How, or how's your fixed computer doing? Blah, blah, blah. And at the end of that, I go, and what are you using for antivirus, by the way? Have you thought about that? Yeah. And that's like my more extended way of following up. And at the same time, that's getting a a existing client to buy again. Like they don't need a new computer two weeks after I fix theirs or after they bought a used one from me or something, but they might need antivirus. And, And that's like one very specific use case. But I think every industry has got to think about like, what else do I offer and how often can I get someone back? And whatever that is, just apply that and don't forget about your existing customers. Definitely. I think that is a really good point and it definitely is industry specific, right? Regardless of like if you're selling a product or if you're selling a service. So maybe you have to do a little bit of industry specific deep dive into how you can have repeat business. For example, having a business model like mine where my big ticket item is probably a one and done kind of thing. But rather than doing that, having um, a Patreon or some type of like reoccurring membership so that they can continue to work with you. And it's not just a one and done kind of situation where you're like, okay, cool. We work three months together. Awesome. I have nothing else to offer you. But if you can work it into your model where you do have something that you can continue to offer them and actually provide them with value, then yeah, I think that that's fantastic in yeah my, totally in my prior industry as a personal chef i mean weekly i had clients like reoccurring clients and that was really cool it it happened a little bit more frequently i'm sure than most people's computers need fixing <laughs> do you see the same people every week sometimes unfortunately but okay that's fair <laughs> rarely that's fair. Yeah. rarely do i see those problem children <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, like for me, that was like my bread and butter and you're right. The returning customers were awesome. And oftentimes your returning customers are going to be your, the people who spread the information and the word of mouth, like about your business. So that's one more reason to nurture those returning customers. But there were also times in my business where I would have like a one and done client and This happened less so in New Mexico because it's less of a touristy destination, but more so in Florida because it is more of a touristy destination, which was really interesting to see. So people would just be like, okay, well, we're here for the weekend. Like, can you just cook us one meal for a family of 20? I'm like, okay, sure. Yes, no problem. But you know that they're not necessarily going to hire you again. Mm -hmm. It's it's fine. But like having some of those opportunities can be can be interesting as well as a kind of more of a seasonal business take on it versus like a reoccurring 
business take on it. And that's not to say that it's a bad thing. It's just different. Yeah. And I think, I think there's an interesting take on that too, where, where, um, yes, the, the person you're cooking a meal for in a tourist town is a one and done customer. But if you look at it, like, where did the, where did those new customers come from? And you, and you treat that as your old customer, like, especially if you're in like, like Albuquerque is not a tourist destination, but Santa Fe is like, you know, here. And if I was in Santa Fe doing a touristy thing, I would I would consider any travel agencies, hotels, visitor centers, et cetera, my returning customers. And how can I give them a one off, maybe even for free, like deal for their employees so that they're super happy to recommend new clients to me all the time? You know, and then you just got to shift who is your reoccurring customer. And in that case, it would be like, who is your reoccurring referral partner? Yeah. But I think. Yeah, I mean, either way, again, imagine as when you were a personal chef in New Mexico, like you had weekly clients, mm-hmm. imagine having to explain to those clients week after week what you can do for them, how your services work, try and find them again, versus they call you up and they're like, cool, can I meet you on Sunday to pick up whatever? And you're yeah. like, yep, you know, like the amount of time and energy that you've saved and you're just got the work going in. Similarly in my business, um, I've not done this cause I haven't found an efficient system, but, but this conversation is inspiring me to figure this out, which is generally for people who just are really bad at computers, <laughs> it would be great if somebody cleaned out their computer like once a year. Yeah. Right. And in New Mexico where it's real dusty, I mean, both physically as well as digitally clean it out. <laughs> I was only thinking digitally, but when you said dust, I was like, oh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that, too, that too. I have clients who are happy and I need to figure out a system of, of alerting myself when I haven't heard from somebody in a year, like mm-hmm. one calendar year since I've heard from them and just reach out with like an automated email that says, hey, haven't heard from you. Hope everything's going well. If your computer's going slow, you might want to clean out which is like pretty inexpensive and fast at the shop right yeah and that's just a relatively easy way to keep someone who already knows trusts and like me keep me top of mind and then they would go yeah i have been annoyed at how slow it's been lately (laughs) and they might come (laughs) you know i also have heard this story i can't remember where i heard this from this was in some some book i read so apologies to (laughs) the The author. author and the restaurant Uh, because I just don't remember the details, but I've heard the story multiple times, which is, so if you're in the restaurant business, right, that's a very different business than my own business, but you need and really want repeat customers, right? You Mm -hmm. want people who go, yeah, I want to eat out at that restaurant once a month, twice a month, like, as opposed to the people who forget about you and they go, oh yeah, that place, I haven't been there in years, right? (laughs) So I heard this restaurant does this thing where, the, the wait staff is trained to ask if they've been there before, which is not uncommon. A lot of restaurants do that, mm-hmm. especially if they have like a slightly different uh, setup or, or whatever for, for the experience, right? Yeah. But what they do is if they hear, no, this is our first time, they give them, I think there's like a special colored um, napkin, like, hmm. you know, a uh, and like silverware sets, so they have like black everything and then they have some red ones and the red ones are new customers. Interesting. 
And then the manager looks for the red cards or, or napkins or whatever all night long oh, wow. and goes, I understand this is your first time here. How is everything going? Like really make sure they have a great experience. Yeah. And then looks at what they've eaten and, and recommends something else after the fact. Hmm. What, like, what did you eat? Oh, how was that? Great. Have you ever tried this? Do you like this? Oh my God, you have to come back. Here's a free coupon to get a free that next time you come in. Yeah. Boom. That person has a reason to come back a second time. Right? That's ingenious. <laughs> Very genius. Because you are you are just making sure your brand new customer is having a fantastic experience from the get-go. And you're giving them a reason to come back soon. Like I assume there's like an expiration date. And you're like, come back within the month and we'll give you this for free. Yeah. And then you start to build their habit, right? Because you've made sure they have a fantastic experience. Now they've come twice in a fairly short period of time. So you're starting to build their habit. You make sure their second experience is fantastic. And now you've set yourself up better than most restaurants to have a repeat customer. Yeah. At least twice, if not more. Right. Yeah. That is, I feel like similar for a service-based business in conjunction with like a punch card kind of system, right? Because like that kind mm -hmm. of gives them incentive to come back, especially if they've had a good experience. So maybe thinking outside the box here on how you can incorporate or rather encourage people to come back to you as well. I mean, you may not own a restaurant, but like what can you do to make that first experience magical for that person so that... Yeah they think of you and you are top of mind every time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that same story is why I give out fortune cookies at my, <laughs> at my business. I forgot about that. <laughs> I haven't been doing it during the pandemic because I feel like people would be weirded out if I handed them food at a computer shop. They're already a little weirded out, <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> I think during a pandemic, it wouldn't be so good. But I plan to get back on it once the world seems a little more open and safe uh, for such things. But yeah, I've had little, I had custom made fortune cookies that were green because my company color is green that uh, had computer joke fortunes inside. And man, new customers, when I would hand them back their computer and be like, and here's a fortune cookie, they were like so confused, so perplexed, but so <laughs> delighted at the same time, you know? And some of them would eat them in front of me and be like, there's a computer joke inside? Like, what is this? And just like, if you can do something, think outside the box, like you just said, do something to delight them their first time, you know, and they get a fortune cookie every time they come, but their first time they're not expecting it. So, you know, yeah. and um, if you can delight them their first time, they're going to, they're going to come back. And so I, I just, I think whatever you can do to make that first experience a great experience is going to set you up even without follow-ups or anything else. And if you're stumped right now, you don't have to be as quirky as Josh. That reflects his personality oh so well. <laughs> but like you can do something that reflects you and your personality to make it stand out a little bit as well. But be unexpected. That's my advice. Whatever it is, yeah. be unexpected. I got that idea because um, I heard a story of the, there's a hotel in LA that's like a rundown, not so great hotel, like looking hotel. It's not, nothing special, yeah. right? But they do some weird things. For instance, there is a phone, like a big, bright-colored phone, hardwired next to the pool in this hotel. Hmm. And uh, there's a sign that says, like, Popsicle Hotline or something like that, right? 
anyone can pick up this phone and somebody answers and says, what flavor popsicle would you like? And they bring them that flavor popsicle full side. That's fucking cool. And it's stuff like that that makes that that hotel like a go-to destination. It's it's not got the fanciest, um, you know, bedspreads. You know, maybe some of the wall needs a, a fresh coat of paint, but in, instead of trying to present as clean and expensive as possible, they're just making the experience unexpected and delightful, right? And yeah. that's why some people, like, if they're going to stay in L.A., they go to that hotel, none other. So whatever you can do to make your customer experience just unexpected and delightful, you're going to increase your chances of people coming back, even without reminders, like I was talking about of, like, Sending an email after I haven't heard from them for a year. Like, if you do both, great. But if you're going to choose only one, I would just say focus on making that first experience amazing. Fantastic advice. And even if that's part of your, like, normal routine, right? So, like, as a personal chef, thinking back, like, I scrubbed the kitchen thoroughly and oftentimes left it exponentially cleaner than I found Mm -hmm. it. And I don't think people expected that. No. I also took out the trash and like sometimes had to clean out their fridge or like reorganize their drawers so that things wouldn't fall. Like when you like opened a cabinet. So oftentimes I I went above and beyond and whether or not they noticed it or not, I honestly don't know. Um, They did. But go above and beyond. Let me tell you, you, they did. The amount of comments I've heard about your services over the years, and granted we're part of a, a networking group, so I've heard a lot of comments, but you would expect that 95, 99% of the comments would be food-based comments. I'd say only 50% were food-based. Child can make an excellent meal. Standard, expected, right? If we're hiring a personal chef, that's kind of what I expect. Yeah. But like 50% of the comments were like, and my kitchen was so clean after. Like that was... Clearly, people were not expecting <laughs> that and impressed by that enough that that yeah. was their comment. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the meal was amazing, yeah. but like the kitchen was super clean after. Like, that is your version of the fortune cookie. That is your version of delightfully unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm happy that came back to me. I, I haven't cooked in a while. So, oh, like, yeah. people love that. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, it, it, like I said, it doesn't have to be a fortune cookie, but like think outside yeah. the box. What can you do to really make an impression? Similarly, um, in computers, there's, there's some, a similar thing with cleanliness, I guess. Um, I went to the Apple store once when my Mac was uh, almost out of warranty. And yeah, I'm a computer guy. Yeah, I could do stuff, but it's under warranty. So I went there and I was like, hey, uh, do all the tests and see if it needs any replacing before my warranty's out. And they did all the tests <laughs> and they did have to replace a wire that they were like, well, we've noticed this one gets faulty, so we might as well replace it now for free. And I was like, yes, you should. Great. <laughs> um, and they they handed me back. Like this Mac has been like, I had Apple Care, so it was like three years old or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, it was not the cleanest laptop. There were some scuffs and whatnot on the outside. They handed it back to me so immaculate. And I was like, oh, oh, dang. And you (laughs) bet your ass I do that with every computer that comes to my shop now. Hell yeah. I scrub the hell out of it. It looks like a new computer when I hand it back to them. Wow. And I've had clients who are like, whoa, that's clean. And, you know, clients, some clients who are like they eat over their keyboards constantly. They're it's like night and day when I hand it back to them. And they're just like, holy crap. (laughs) Like, again, unexpected but something they they want or something um, magical in a way, right? It's yeah. just like, 
wow, my computer looks so good. I never thought to like wipe it off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. I've been there. I used to be that kind of person. And now I'm like cleaning computers before they go out every single day and people comment on it. And neither of us have this type of business, but I'm thinking of like, like those memberships where you like get something sent to you or like, even if you're ordering something from like an online clothing store or something along those lines, the packaging, mm -hmm. like that oh, yeah. can make or break it for someone. If the packaging is super cute and it feels like a personalized present, you're going to have people ordering from you over and over again. And that's, that yeah. goes with for Etsy shops too. Like, even if you think that you have like a small Etsy shop, like if you have some personalized aspects of it and you really think about it, that is going to make or break the returning customer. Oh yeah. And I mean, you think about back to Apple, like their packaging is a certain style of sleek. It's not just here's a box so that it ships safely. It's also kind of fun to unwrap and it's not, there's not a lot of hassle of like, ah, oh, crap, I need scissors. These scissors aren't strong enough. You know, like, um, and yeah, I mean, I told you recently I got some new business cards, um, like, uh, not for business cards, but they were technically business cards for, yeah. um, for new battery people. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, I ordered them from Canva. I'd never gotten anything printed off of Canva before. It came in such a delightful little box that was like all marked up, very pretty, easy to open and, and like delivered were my new cards on like a cloud of, it was just recycled cardboard, but it was presented so well. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's like, it's like my cards are being presented to me on this pillow you know like, um it was just so cute and like I still remember that and I've I would never have thought to talk about packaging with you from ordering business cards you know yeah. so I think uh there's a lot to be said about how do you wow the customer that's our challenge to you how do you wow your customer in your business what is the extra things that don't cost you much money, don't cost you much time, but is completely unexpected and will make the customer your customer for life. Let us know if you got any ideas, reach out to us on Instagram. We'd love to hear what your, what your magical ideas are and maybe we'll steal them ourselves. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> the Unstuck Institute podcast is brought to you by Chell's Save Time in the Cucina mini course. Experiencing decision fatigue, Feeling uninspired to cook? Resorting to pre-made meals and ordering in more than you'd like? Check out my Save Time in the Cucina mini course to learn time-saving cooking skills so that even on busy weeknights, you can get a meal on the table in 30 minutes or less. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more. The Unstuck Institute podcast is also brought to you by our awesome new life book. Want to get a handle on your life and where you're going? Lack of productivity keeping you down? Download our free workbook to get clear on where you want to go in life and use the Lifebook system to keep yourself on track and be more productive in your life. Download the Unstuck Institute Lifebook today at www.unstuck.institute slash lifebook. Remember, it's free. It's time for a recap. One, returning clients are less expensive to get than new clients. Two, check in with existing clients to make sure they're taken care of and feel special. Three, surprise and delight. 
And that's a wrap on episode 136. Website and show notes are at www.unstuck.institute. And remember to follow us on Instagram at unstuck.institute. Check out episodes one, two, and three to learn more about the Unstuck Institute, Josh and myself. And if you love our podcast and would like to help us out, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show a lot. Leave us a five-star written review and be entered in a drawing to win a 30-minute brainstorm and coaching sesh with Josh and myself. For instructions on how to leave a review, go to our website, unstuck.institute. Talk to you next week when we'll be talking to Terrell Turner about getting your finances in order. It is no longer enough to satisfy your customers. You must delight them. Philip Kotler. (laughs) The power of the podcast. (laughs) The power of the podcast.